Welcome to Teaching Brute. Today we're going to talk about something that everybody experiences at some point during their t teaching career. Oh yes, absolutely. And that is working with tough colleagues or unsupportive colleagues. We've all had them, and if you haven't had them yet, you'll get something in the future. I hope you don't, but if you do, there it is. Um, yeah. Statistically speaking, your chances are good that you will have somebody in your career. Yeah, and I mean, the truth of the matter is we don't get along with everyone we meet in society, let alone workplace. And that's okay, and that's normal. Uh, what you just need to know is how to keep working with those people so that both of you can still be good colleagues and employed. reach the school goals. And employed. And stay employed, yes. That's the end goal of all this, is to stay employed and be good teachers. Don't now, do anything illegal, immoral, or life-threatening. No, please. So in other words, saying violence is not an option. We're all, by the way, just to be clear here, we're making sure that we're not talking about if you have unsupportive administration. This is No, this is teacher to teacher. Yes. Administration and that sort of thing. Um, too thin of a line to walk down for anyone, uh, let alone us here. So we're just going to talk about colleague to colleague. And we're going to keep this clinical, too, by the way. We're going to keep this pretty much on the level, talking about what research has shown. Yeah, so we can say that it's happened to both of us, but we're not going to give personal examples on this one no. so that we're not calling people out. Yeah, or offending anyone. The goal is to not offend anyone. The goal is not to point fingers or blame, because the truth is you can point the blame at, your, at yourself sometimes, too. So yeah. that the point of this is stay neutral and just give you ideas about how you can help it. Um, so, so again, we're kind of like, as, as we said in the previous episode, we're going this one doesn't really necessarily fall into just the teaching world. This falls into just the interpersonal relationships world, field of industrial psychology, actually. I, so, I didn't know that was a thing. Oh yeah, uh, my business degree was one of the openers. So uh, the first thing that you really want to do and um, is kind of make sure you're not pointing something out that you're already doing. Uh, in other words, the good old classic, don't point out the twig in someone else's eye when you've got a log in yours. Making sure that you're not really the problem or you're not overreacting to something that's actually very small or yeah. that it might not just be a personality clash when there's not actually a problem, so to speak. Well, and it's more like all of us, especially around report card time or near the end of the school year or at various other points during the year, we end up a little bit stressed out. You know, there's a lot of pressure on us as teachers and that gives us a little bit less grace with our colleagues. So it could be something where think to yourself, it's like, did you get enough sleep last night? Or is it something where you might be reacting from a space where you're stressed and tired? Yeah, I mean, yeah, is this, a, are you coming from a good headspace? Yes. And is, is the problem consistent enough that it's worth it to bring it up. There's actually a book out there right now um, that talks about when you should actually bring issues up with someone. Um, oh, really? And yeah, and it's it's actually got a really uh, not so kind. Well, not necessarily. 
Anyways. What's the title? I'm about to say a swear word. This okay. Is, this is an actual book, and it's become a bestseller. Okay. It's, it's a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a... I've read it. It's a awesome. intuitive approach to living a good life. And it's by an author by the name of Mark Manson. Yep. I read that book as soon as it came out, and I thought it was fabulous. Yeah. It's a book about how to remain positive and what things you should, and he says, really give a, about. Yes. I, I highly recommend it. Yes. It's great reading. And yes, he's a bit of a potty mouth through most of the book. Yes. Um, he is. And he does back it up with academic research, don't get me wrong. He's not just kind of a guy who's just throwing stuff out there. It, this book became a bestseller for a reason. And it kind of relates to teamwork. And what you, not just teamwork, but about, it ties into it. Because he talks about everything from whether you should care about money to whether you should care about how you make your life better. And, but he does talk about what things are really worth your time, I'm going to back off with another word, to give. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things where every once in a while we do need to be reminded about big deals and little deals. I totally and, like that. And in the moment, sometimes what's actually a little deal feels a whole lot bigger. Yeah. Um, that's so just just be aware of your own feelings and emotions on a given day or series of days or weeks. Yeah. And start thinking about whether it's everybody around you or just that one person. And is it every time that you are interacting with that person or just every couple of weeks? Yeah. The other thing you may want to do is explore the situation with a trusted friend or colleague. Make it, ensuring of course that it's private, but have someone to bounce your ideas, your feelings, your concerns off of, to kind of get a headspace as to whether it's, what what's going on is a kind of a valid concern or whether it's worth it to bring up. By doing this, you, you get um, a sounding board, so to speak. And do make sure that you're using a trusted friend that will give you the honest truth and not just what you want to hear. Yes. Uh, there has to be a little honesty and openness when you have these conversations with the person. Yeah, and you might want to choose somebody who's not on your staff. Yes, uh, someone who may be familiar with you or your industry, but not on your staff. Yeah. So that's definitely, definitely a good idea. Yes. And while we're on the topic, you might want to avoid talking to the other staff members about your issue because you might be doing it to be seeking support, but it can quickly spin out of control. Yeah, there is such thing as a rumor mill and it does go out of control. Yeah, so you wanna make sure that, you know, keep it to yourself, keep yourself courteous to all, but nobody else on your staff needs to know the details. Next thing you need to do is maybe have the conversation with the person. Um, approach the person, if it's a big deal, you realize that it is the kind of thing you wanna talk through with someone then approach the person you're having a conversation with or a very private, or if you need to, a conversation with someone with an intermediary, a, th a third party who is potentially a leader of the school or a leader of your team. Or if you are in North America, you're a union rep. Yeah, uh, and knowing that it may have an impact on you and on them, and make sure that there's you know set guidelines and a protocol for the meeting uh, that you're gonna have and kind of there's an agreement that if it gets heated, um, that it, you take a break from it and you come back to it when you're both ready. Yes. And 
you know, that's something that for any relationship, being able to recognize when there needs to be a timeout from the conversation and taking that time is really important. Yes, absolutely. Um, if the conversation does get heated, it can go in directions you don't need it to. Yes. Um, the other thing you want to do is have a follow-up uh, after you have that meeting with them to see if things have gotten better um, and make any gains, anything in ways that has gotten better known in ways that hasn't, then it might be worth a, talk, a conversation again. And I got to say, you really do need to reinforce things that are getting better. Um, and the reason is, is because when you've gone to somebody to say, hey, when you're doing this, it really makes me feel upset, offended, whatever. If that person doesn't realize they've been doing it, then they might feel quite embarrassed. And so it's important for you to follow up to if they're doing something right. Otherwise, they might not realize it. Exactly. Reinforce um, the positivity. We do it with the kids. We need to do it with our colleagues. Exactly. But not in a way that would make it sound like we're kind of talking down to them. Um, either. No. That. Professionally. Uh, yes. The one thing you should not do is make passive aggressive comments. Uh, don't try and joke about the situation that you have a problem with, as that may be perceived as passive aggressive, and it's really not a healthy thing to do. You should take talk to it directly. Putting humor in the conversation is good, but making passive aggressive jokes about it is not. Is there any advice if the other person is being passive aggressive? Uh, you call them on it and kind of go, hey, just have that honest conversation of, you know what, I maybe it's not an appreciated thing to do. And try and see things from their perspective when you do that too, by the way. Um, try and understand where they're coming from to maybe hopefully make the situation easier. Actually, that can just be, even when you're originally, even originally when you're having those negative feelings, that's also something that you should do is try on a little bit of empathy, see where that thing might be coming from. Yeah, absolutely. And then lastly, after you've had the conversation, uh, making sure, by the way, you treat them with respect throughout the conversation, but after you've had the conversation, try your best to treat them in a way that will allow the improvements to happen. Um, yes. Don't treat- go and start avoiding them and, you know, walking away from the stack room when they're inside of it. That's not going to help. No. If you've had the conversation, it's a chance for things to get better. So, and so allow things to be better. We create the positive culture that allows it to kind of improve. Because if you don't, it won't. Yes, exactly. All right, folks, that's our little rundown. How you can deal with tough colleagues. Good luck. We have all been there. Yep. You're not in this alone. There's lots of websites you can go to. If you found something in this podcast that was interesting or useful, please pass it on to some of your colleagues, maybe even that tough, unsupportive colleague, um, and leave us a comment on whichever podcast provider you found us on yep and subscribe follow do what you'd like to do encourage others to do so um yeah and we will see talk to you next time talk to you talk at you talk at you talk at you next time have a great week bye guys